Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the How Did You Learn to Do That podcast. Thank you so much for coming back week after week to listen to the episodes that we have to share. We've been around for almost, actually, we've been around for a whole month now, actually, as of this past week. And it's just so exciting to be able to record these episodes with you, to share the stories of our guests, and to have you listen and support us. And it really means the whole world. And thank you for all the love and the support since we've launched. We would love if you could continue to share, like, and subscribe to our podcast, as well as our YouTube channel, and on all of our social media accounts. Please share with your family, your friends, and help us to grow this community of like-minded, thoughtful people that are trying to be, trying to get on their own journey to their purpose in life. So today, I will be talking about my top 10 ways to start to shift your mind. A lot of people have asked, how do you know you need to shift your mindset? Or how do you even identify what your mindset currently is and where you want to go? So I thought this was a good opportunity to start talking about the 10 things that you know I've done and 10 things I know a lot of people around me that are on their journey have done and 10 things that I know you can do to get started on your journey to your purpose in life by shifting your mindset. So we'll get started. I will do an episode next week, so just stay tuned. Next week's episode will be on the top 15 books that have changed my life, and that really honed the message of changing my mindset for me, and I'll, send, I'll link all of those with the episode for next week, um, so stay tuned to next week's episode. So let's get started. So the first thing you really want to think about is, you know, first of all, what is a mindset? And my definition of a mindset is that it's the way that you process information. So the way you process your information that you receive, information that's received either from you or from other people, the way you react, the way you think, you know, whether it's in real life or in fictional, you know, when you're watching a movie or reading a book, how you relate to the different characters, that really is your mindset because now you're starting to think take a step back and think, you know, this is why this person is acting like this or saying this, or maybe there's a deeper level meaning here. Maybe, you know, there's something else to this and being able to actually compartmentalize the situation. So for example, if a friend's reached out and said, you know, you did this, that hurt my feelings, you know, a lot of the time your initial thought is defense is to become defensive you know, to say, no, I didn't do that. No, I didn't mean to do that. You're just like this, or this is you, 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 you. And it's hard to like reflect and actually, you know, as a society, I think it's really hard to take feedback when it's not so great and actually take it constructively. We always talk about taking constructive feedback, but it always hurts our feelings at some point because we all want to be the best at everything that we do. Um, and so when somebody tells us that, you know, maybe we're not then, um, or there's areas of improvement, you know, our initial thought is to get defensive. So and your mindset is actually being able to take that feedback, you know, understand your role in that situation and, you know, where are you coming from? Why did you react that way? Why did you not react that way? Um, you know, and how are you actually feeling about it? And then also the person that's sending this message to you. How are they perceiving your, the way you said or what you did and why? Why are they perceiving it that way? And this isn't, your mindset isn't 
the opportunity for you to start analyzing other people. That's not it at all. You're only ever focused on yourself. But once you start to understand yourself and you realize that, oh, I did this because I have this past experience and I just brought that forward or I've really never known a different way of reacting to this other than this particular way because that's how I was taught. That's what I've experienced in my life and whatnot. But actually being able to empathize with the person, um, you know, and just saying, you know, maybe they didn't mean what they said like that if, you know, if they said something rude. You know, you can say maybe, you know, they're having a hard day or maybe they don't actually know how to um, be able to provide, you know, their emotions or explain their emotions or explain their experience in a way that is nice because maybe that's the only way they've ever learned to be able to get their message across. So being able to empathize and then approaching the situation with a very empathetic, from a very empathetic place not only will help you to understand your emotions, your feelings, but also to help the person to realize that, you know, you do empathize with them, that you know they didn't mean it and you're not taking it personally, but you wanted to come forward to let them know, you know, this is how it came across. You know, I'm not upset about it, but this is how it came across. So, you know, maybe this is something you would like to explore. And if they don't want to explore it, if they get defensive and whatnot, don't get into that argument with them. It's okay. Let it let it go and just say, okay, that's fine. You know, I still love you. I just want to let you know. But if, if you're not ready for that um, feedback, then I'm happy to just not, not give that to you at this time. But if you ever want feedback, let me know and I'll be there for you. So literally, there's what I consider a mindset. Being able to process and react and to understand and be empathetic to people around you. For anything they do or not do, um, you know, and just being able to again check with check your ego and let it go, and realizing that it's your ego is getting in the way sometimes of your mon- mindset of being positive. Right. So, so what is the first step to shifting your mindset? So the first step to shifting your mindset is to start with self reflection, and you know, episode. Um, three, I believe, is on self-reflection. And it's all about how do you actually self-reflect? How do you understand your feelings, your emotions, your processes, your ability to know yourself and connect with yourself on a deeper level? And so I do um, encourage you to check out episode three for a deeper dive into self-reflection. So for self-reflection, you need to find out what is my mindset And how do I actually react to things? Start paying attention to the way you're reacting, the way you're feeling, and how you're actually doing. And once you start paying attention over a couple of weeks, start to look at, you know, what are the patterns? What do you actually notice about yourself? Who do you seem to be connecting with more? And who do you seem to have more uh, of a fallout with or less of a connection with? And why? It's very, very key to always ask yourself why. Why do I? Why am I drawn to these people more so than these people? And why have I actually had falling outs with people? What is it about that? Is it a growing out of the friendship issue? Is it um, the way that they're reacting to things over some time that you're just not wanting to be a part of? What is it? And what is it about your mindset towards that person that 
is making you not want to be friends with them anymore? Is there a way you can actually shift? Is there a way you can understand them better so that you're able to, you know, have a better friendship with that person as opposed to just falling out with them entirely? What is it? Find out by self-reflecting. And on top of that, you want, and on top of that, you want to look at what upsets you, you know, what really triggers you, what just takes you from a great mood and just, you know, kills your mood completely. And why? Ask yourself why. And then dig deep, dig deep to look at, you know, what was it about your childhood? What was it about earlier experiences? What is it about you and the expectations that you have that really that causes that much of a trigger or that makes you that upset? And what is it, you know? And once you self-reflect, you can actually start connecting with yourself and you get to know yourself. You know what's what you're okay with. You get to know what you're okay with, what you're not okay with you know, expectations you may have for yourself because you could only have expectations for yourself. You cannot have expectations for other people. And I can't stress that enough. You cannot be in control of anybody else in the world but yourself. And that's honestly just because you you can't. You can't control. You can't say, I expect my friends to do this. I expect my husband or my wife to do this. I expect my children to do this. You can't. You can't expect anything from anybody. You can only expect things out of yourself, which means you self-reflect, you understand what makes you upset, and then you try to work on that. Why did that make you upset? Was it, again, was it your ego? Was it something else that's going on in your body, in your mind? Is it an experience? You know, what, what actually is it that's making you upset? And work towards, in a protective way with that person, to let them know that something they said made you upset and this is why it made you upset and come from a place of compassion, you know, because once you're explaining to somebody why you feel a certain way, they start to understand, you know, and they do start making changes and they do, you know, realize that, okay, yeah, that wasn't a nice thing to say, or that wasn't okay to, to say. And I'll, I'll, I'll change the way that I approach that. And, you know, it actually allows them to reflect on themselves, you know, okay, if this made so-and-so upset, what, what makes me upset? What do I need? And um, if it was a positive event where you brought forward that feedback, you know, being able to reflect, to say, you know, I brought forward this feedback and it became very positive. So reflecting, how did you do that? What was positive about it? What did you do so great? And how can you replicate that? In different relationships and you will have to change them because you know every relationship is unique and i always say that um but also for that person that you're going back to they'll also reflect you know that was awesome you know that feedback was so productive i feel like we just get to know each other so much better as friends um and i'd like to do that you know potentially with my own friends for things that they may or may not say so number one step is self-reflection so number two, we talked about this in episode two and on my blog as well, journaling. Journaling is so important when you're self-reflecting and trying to understand your mindset. And it's only because you get to really have a record of your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, the way you think, the way you process information. And then you can actually look back and use it as a tool to analyze, to understand visually on paper 
you know, oh, this is how I think about this, or oh, this is how I think about that, or, you know, so-and-so said this, and this is how I reacted. And once you do shift your mindset, it's really interesting to go back and be like, wow, I used to think like that. And, you know, being empathetic has brought me to such a better place and being so much deeper and connected and having meaningful, meaningful conversations and friendships. We, you know, I, I did that experience. I talked about the hurt people experience and the, you know, the paragraph to sell the program said to create meaningful relationships with other women in your community. And I just thought about that. And I said, how many people are actually starving for meaningful relationships with people. You can be friends with somebody, you know, it's easy to have a friend to go for coffee, to go to the bar, to go to restaurants, to hang out, to crafts, all this and that. But it's not as easy to have meaningful friendships, which means a friendship that you find so valuable that anytime anything occurs, good or bad, you want that person there with you. And so you want to have meaningful conversations with people because you want to be able to, you know, share your deepest thoughts, you know, know that somebody will always reach out when you're not messaging as much, you're not calling as much, or, you know, then they can just tell in your voice when they are talking to you that you're in a funk or something is not right. You know, having somebody actually asks you, how are you? And actually mean, because we always ask each other, how are you? How are you? When does a friend actually say, no, seriously, how are you? You know, what are you feeling? What are the emotions you're feeling? What are you going through right now? You know, I noticed you're not feeling that great. And actually having that friend that comes out and reaches out to you and it's like, Let, let's actually go for a coffee. Yeah, let's go so that we can connect and I can be there for you and whatever you're going through. Or, you know, just that friend that, you know, that if you got into a fight with your partner, you can leave the house, call them and say, blah, 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 and just be able to vent without judgment. You know, you know that they're not going to judge you. They're not going to hate your partner for whatever it is, because whenever you're venting, you know, your friends, your family, they're only getting one side of the story. And sometimes you're all blind to your own faults. So being able to have that friend that you know will not judge you, will not hate your partner, will not, you know, have ill feelings towards you or your partner, will not think that you're wasting their time or anything, but just someone that genuinely is there for you to just listen to, um, or someone that's, that is there to listen to you is so important. So self, So journaling is important. It's important to be able to write down your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and have a record of it, and go back to analyze, to see, you know, how you think, how you process, you know, and how you do things. Just similar to like when you're hearing your voice or you're, you know, checking, you're seeing yourself in a photo or in a video, you start to see things that you never knew, you know, were there, or you started to like look at yourself a little differently. Um, realize oh I didn't know I sounded like that oh I didn't know I did that uh, reaction why did I do that reaction or what whatever um yeah so that's what journaling will do for you it will expose or bring to light these parts of you that you may not know you may be blind to but it is a great exercise so that's step two of shifting your mindset 
So step three is asking your friends and your family to be honest with you, to point out the way you process information, the way you react to things, good or bad. Um, it's all, it's actually, I like to hear things that are not good more often than the good stuff because the good stuff is great. You know, I do that unconsciously. It's fine. But the bad stuff is the stuff that I want to know because that's stuff that, you know, may impact my family and friends and is the place where there's most room, the most room for growth. So what are you doing? Ask your friends and your family how you react. And the biggest thing I'm going to, I'm going to say is that if you are going to ask your family and friends for honest, complete, honest feedback to help you grow and shift your mindset, be vulnerable. Don't be defensive. Don't explain anything. If they say you did, remember this time when you did this and this is how you reacted, just laugh at it. Say, okay, thanks for letting me know. Write it down in your journal. Self-reflect on it afterwards. But in the moment, don't explain why you did the what you did the way you did. Don't get defensive at all, and just be vulnerable. Just allow them to share because if you get defensive. And if you start to explain things, you get stuck, you know, on that one feedback when you start explaining because you go back and forth, back and forth. And then it feels like you are defensive. And then that person feels uncomfortable that they brought that forward with you because they don't, they obviously don't want to upset you. Um, Otherwise they would have said something in the moment. And, um, you know, they may not want to share with you again because they don't want to get into a long conversation about it where it feels defensive and they feel awkward. So just take it with a grain of salt, write it down and self-reflect it on it later. Because like I said, even though you think that what you did or how you reacted is right, it affected somebody and somebody close to you didn't take it the way you intended it to be taken. Um, And actually that's a really good thing to talk about too. Intention, you know, the way you intend to say something is not always the way it's perceived or the way it comes out. So regardless of what your intention is, it didn't come out that way. And so then you have to look, you have to reflect and think, okay, so if I intended to say this like this for this particular reason, why didn't it come out that way? And why did my family and friends take it a different way? So that's a really strong piece to add to your reflection, to your self-reflection and your journaling. Because as your family and friends start giving their feedback, you're going to realize that sometimes the things that you say don't come out the way you mean for it to say. And it doesn't matter what you intend or you intended to say or the intention behind it, it didn't come across that way. So it's not um, an important point necessarily. It's important in the sense that you need to start reflecting on why. Why did I say this like this? And why didn't it come out that way? And how can I actually be able to say and express what I intend to say or express? And that's a skill that you'll learn and you'll grow into as you do this exercise and you start shifting your mindset. You'll become very mindful of what you're saying, the words that you're saying, it, your expressions on your face, your body language, um, so that you can actually say what you intend to say. All right, so that's step three of how to shift your mindset. So step four of shifting your mindset is to read books. I can't stress this enough. Reading books, it gives you a similar, 
a similar view into your mindset, the way you process information, the way you react, the way you, you know, feel, and it also the people that you're drawn to more than the people that you're kind of not as drawn to or the characters you like, the characters you don't like. Um, and that's fictional and non-fictional books. So when you're reading fiction, it's, you know, it's not, it's not real. So it's just, um, you're actually able to read through a story, a character, and be the objective person, be the one that's observing, and be able to say, okay, I like these characters, and then reflecting on yourself. Why do you like those characters? Write it down in your journal. Why do you like those characters? And why don't you like the ones that you don't like? What is it about their stories, their relationships, their characteristics? You know, can you be empathetic towards those people, you may not know the whole story. The author may not have written out the whole story. So what is, what is going on with these characters that you don't like or the ones that you do? And what can you change, you know, about the way you think, about the way you're processing the information? And then actually observing your feelings, you know, when you're reading a certain story or a scene or whatnot, what is it about these that either relate or don't relate and why? And same with nonfiction. Nonfiction, you know, reading through either, you know, I love to read true crime, I love to read biographies, I love to read um, self-help or self-improvement books. And when you are reading those types of books, also reflecting on why is this piece resonating with me more than this piece? You know, why did I like this person's story more than that person's story? Uh, what is it about these stories that I like or don't like? And how am I reacting? Why am I remembering why do I feel like I remember this happening to me too when was that what was that scenario and how did I feel in that moment and writing it down and writing it down is so key you know just similar to like when you do a project uh you start to write down all the different components of it in order to be able to keep track of it it's the same thing uh with shifting your mindset you want to be able to journal so you can keep track of your mindset and the way you process information and the way things are happening and being able to maintain and contain all those different components. Because what you're really doing is you're doing a deep dive into you as a person, your mind, your mindset, your feelings, your emotions, the way you react, the way you don't react, your actions, your relationships with yourself, your relationships with other people, your work, your ability to maintain an exercise regime or a diet regime or not a diet per se because I'm not a fan of diets and the diet culture but I mean a type of eating so healthy eating you know if you want to um you know avoid having a chocolate bar every single day and you're not able to why why not is what is it about the chocolate bar that you, you know that brings you that level of joy and satisfaction but what is deep the deeper meaning behind it. You know, the chocolate is just the thing that you eat to make you feel better, but why are you not feeling better? Um, and we talked a lot about that with Jackie as well in episode two. So you can tune into that for more information. Yeah, so that's step four. Read books, identify your emotions, observe yourself and how you react and, you know, write it down, keep track of it. And try to read books that you wouldn't normally read because... I normally like to read nonfiction, but when I do read fiction, I've noticed lately that I really like it because I am able to observe myself, my feelings, my emotions, and get really deeper, deep, deeply connected to the people. 
you know, and if you're not into reading books, that's okay. Cause I know not everybody has the time to. So if you do watch a TV show, you can do the exact same thing. You know, why are you drawn to certain characters versus others? What is it about this situation? Uh, and reflect upon that. You're able to do the exact same thing with TV shows or movies as well. Okay. So step five of shifting your mindset is to take inventory. So I talked a little bit about this in step one, take inventory of everybody that's close to you. Everybody that you surround yourself with, the environment that includes, you know, your family, your friends, your closest coworkers, or the, you know, coworkers you may not like. Um, it's obviously easier to start with people that you're close to and have positive relationships with, um, but it's important to also include family or friends or coworkers or other people in your community and your environment that you don't get along with and you may not like as much or that you've had a falling out with. Um, and then once you have an inventory of all their names, then write, you know, you could do pros and cons if you want, or you can, you know, call it whatever you want, but take a list of an inventory of what are the traits and the characteristics and the way that these people around me act, react, you know, and write out different scenarios. You know, for example, how do they take feedback? Are you comfortable going to them to tell them they did something that they shouldn't have been doing or that they made you feel a certain way or are you not? And you can make it simple. Yes, no, I can and I can't. And, you know, arguments. Have you argued with these people? Yes or no? Were the arguments resolved in a positive way? Yes or no? Were they just swept un under the rug? Yes or no? Again, and then, you know, looking at, you know, their relationships with their own families, you know, of your friends, do they have positive relationship with their families? Do they not? Are they able to re cope? Are they able to react effectively? Um, what is it about your, the community of people that you surround yourself with? And how do you react the same way as them when you're around them? You know, if they start gossiping, saying that they don't like so-and-so and they want to exclude so-and-so, how do you react to that? Do you, are you complacent? Do you go on with it because you don't want to argue with that person? You don't want to be the person on their bad list um, also? And if so, what does that say about your friendship? You know, what does that say about you being respected for your own opinion and your own ability? And there's been so many times where I've said to friends who've wanted to exclude people to say, you can't exclude somebody just for the sake of exclusion like you have to figure out what is it about that person that you don't want to you don't like or you don't want that person around and then finding out why you know um why don't you connect with people or not connect with people you know and asking yourself that question because it's just important because sometimes we end up being friends with people for so long we just say oh i've always been friends with the person i can't really let them go but sometimes it's like you don't you don't have to let friendships go. You're able to you have ebbs and flows in friendships. There's times where you're just super close and there's times where like you go months without talking. But it doesn't mean that it's just everybody's in a different state, you know. But looking at the characteristics is what's key. What is this relationship about? And why do I want to maintain the relationship versus not maintain the relationship? Or or have that be at a distance. But if it's, you know, if you decide you don't want to maintain that relationship, what is it about that person? And, you know, once you get comfortable 
being able to have an open and empathetic conversation with that person to let them know why you don't want to spend as much time with them at this in this phase of your life why you need some space and kind of you know encourage them to explore and reflect and not feel hurt but you know reach out if they need anything from you because the worst thing you can do is not be friends with someone and then something happens and you never gave them that you never left the door open for them to reach out to you if they ever need anything because sometimes it's one way you know but it's always something that you feel both ways and for me personally you know i've talked about having friends that you know last year when i had my daughter just i just didn't want to be around anybody and i was more hurt by people than normal and that's just because i was going through a lot of healing I didn't have space in my phase, in that phase of my life for people um, close to me or even not so close to me, but just people in general. And, you know, I thought one of my friendships was, you know, not going to exist anymore. And then when I finally mustered up the courage after I had healed and all that, and I said, you know, let's go for a coffee. Let's talk about this. It's the most awkward thing when you haven't had a great relationship with somebody and then you have to sit across from them and talk about your feelings deeply and I'm so glad I did because we ended up talking through these feelings and what I realized was I was upset with that person for so many reasons but they too had interpreted different things that I had done or said and you know created a had created their own version their own story for themselves that was not the story that I had intended to be told or had for myself so we both had our own stories based on our own reactions and our own experiences and we were able to actually sit down and hash it out and talk it through and realize that both of us were mistaken and we just should have been more open and communicated much more deeply and more openly and honestly um right away as opposed to letting it just kind of slide over time and that took not just one session, it took, actually took two sessions. Um, and it's still a work in progress, but I'm just glad we did because I didn't have to lose a friend. I was able to maintain that friendship and be able to actually make it deeper, make a more connecting relationship as well. So that's step five. Take inventory of the people around you and know their characteristics and really take a deep dive and do some research into that relationship, those relationships with that person, how they react, how they don't react, and what, how you are actually around that person. Are you able to be open or not? Are you able to talk about your deepest feelings and thoughts or not? And, you know, it's okay. You don't have to have, not all of your friends have to be the type of friend that you need to have deep conversations with. Sometimes it's nice to just have a fun friend that you, I mean, Every friend is fun, don't get me wrong. Even the ones you have deep conversations with, that is so fun. But, you know, having just a friend that you can go and do something mindless with, not think about it, because that's always nice too. So that's step five. Okay, so step six is to listen to podcasts. So similar to books um, and movies and shows, listening to podcasts is... Um, not so much about self-improvement and I guess you can do this with books and movies too if you want it's not so much about self-improvement but it's more so about self um helping yourself actually understand what mindset or characteristics do you actually want uh to have what do you want to be able to do and if you've done the previous five steps you'll know all your characteristics that you have good or bad and you'll know what 
what characteristics you want and how you actually want to be able to process information and how you actually want your mindset to work um, when something is going on, you know, the next time you get into an argument or have somebody say something or, or anything or the way you look at yourself or perceive yourself as well, how do you shift your mindset in being able to understand yourself, your body, your mind, and those people around you as well? And actually being able to know, okay, this is how I communicate. This is how I can actually try to do it better. Or getting to the point where where somebody is telling you a story about an issue that they're having with their family or friends or anybody, and you being able to identify right off the bat, these are the characteristics, or these, this is why they're feeling like this, or this is why they're feeling like that. And you know, I can actually encourage them to reach out to these resources, listen to this episode on this podcast or this or that and figuring out kind of what skills they need to work on. Because, you know, there's a lot of people in this world, you know, the things that I'm saying, a lot of people have also said it before too, but everybody says it in their own way. And it's just, everybody's soul just has a different person that reacts to a different person saying the same message. And these messages have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, but it's, it's different for everybody and a different person connects with every single person out there. So how do you actually want to see the world? You know, how do you want to be able to process information? How do you want to feel if somebody came to you with something not so great? Or how do you want to feel about yourself every day that you wake up? So listening to podcasts or even reading books or mo- watching movies where you can actually see and hear different self-improvement tips and um, being able to reflect and try to apply those. Um, that's really important. And some of my favorite um, ones, my favorite podcasts, I'll talk about a little bit at the end of this episode, but also I'll link them on my blog as well. So you can uh, go on there and just Look at all the podcasts that I love to listen to. And then once you start listening to podcasts, you will start opening up to other people. You hear other people's stories, similar to um, the stories of the guests that I share. You're able to reach out to them and just follow them along, follow along on their journey and follow them and see how they are able to shift their mindset and continue to do the work that they do um, in trying to be the best version of themselves. All right, so that's step six. All right, so step seven is in line with what I just said about step six. Once you start to realize that this is the mindset you want to have or this is the way you want to shift your mindset um, or just the way you want to look at life or the world, start to look through your social media and or people you know, you know, people you know or you don't know um, that are in your community or not in your community, but just people that you look at and you, you just see from social media. And I understand that social media is only a curated version of our lives. But from that curated version, if you notice that somebody is living an authentic life, you know, with a mindset that has allowed them to be more positive, to make adjustments in their life, how they perceive themselves, their body, their friendships, their relationships, they're able to have a deeper, meaningful relationship with themselves as well as others. You know, I suggest that you follow them. You actually reach out to them too because you'd be surprised how many people really want to connect to share to encourage to inspire connect reach out and you know just ask them how do they shift their mindset you know how do they learn what tools do they use and what tools 
um, would they recommend for you to use? And, you know, how do they actually do that themselves? And I'm happy to actually be that person for any of you out there that, you know, you're not sure who to reach out to. Reach out to me and I'm happy to do that for you. So step seven is to reach out to people, start following and connecting with people that you know or don't know on your social media accounts so you can start. And even if you don't want to reach out, actually, I should say, that's okay. If you just want to observe, that's okay. Observe for a while. But at some point, do reach out and see if you can learn from them as well. So step six and step seven is all about learning. So the first five steps are about, are about learning about yourself and exploring yourself. And the rest of the steps are about how to learn from others and how to apply and shift your actual mindset. All right, so that's step seven. So step eight is also in line. Get yourself a life coach. This doesn't have to just be professional. It could be, you know, you if you're looking at the professional world, you can look at counselors, you can look at psychologists. There are actual life coaches out there as well that can become the sounding board for you. There's tons of resources on different um, organizations. And I know that if you are in Canada, um, the Mental Health Association has a program called Bounce Back where you do get a life coach um, if you're dealing with any mental health concerns. Um, that actually help you walk through things that are going on in your life and how to regulate your emotions and how to manage your experiences and what you're going through. But if you just want to have a life coach to guide you through switching a career, your relationships, your marriage, becoming a parent, just your exploration, your healing journey yourself on your journey to finding your purpose in life, anything like that, get yourself a life coach. They literally are people that coach you through life, you know, similar to when you get coached to be a better basketball player, hockey player, soccer player, um, you know, a tutor for academics and anything like that. A life coach is just about life. How do you navigate life and how do you actually go to someone and say, I don't even know where to start, but I want to start here. And they'll be able to coach you through that. Or you get into an argument, having, calling somebody and saying, you know, I got to, I mean, I don't know how to process this emotion, being able to have that person. So you will have friends and family that you can reach out to, but it, sometimes you just want a neutral voice, someone that, you know, you don't may, you don't know sometimes if your family and friends will be judgment, judgmental or not, or you don't want to speak ill about your partner or your friends to anybody. So, you know, the best thing to do is to get yourself a life coach, you know, that again, like I said, it could be a professional. It literally could also be your friends and family and you just, tell them you want them to be your life coach you want to build that relationship with them um it could be a teacher it could be anybody you know and you can have many life coaches over time you can be we call them mentors as well in careers you can have a mentor that you know helps guide you through your careers your life anything get yourself a life coach and whatever whatever that means to you but step seven is get yourself a life coach oh sorry that's step eight step eight get yourself a life coach <laughs> All right, so step nine is to try it out. Try out the new skills that you've learned. Try shifting your, the shifting your mindset or try expressing yourself or receiving information or processing that information in your feelings and all that. With all these new skills that you've learned, all these new knowledge that, you, that you've learned, all these new tools that you have, try applying it. You know, Try to actually put yourself in a situation that you would normally be in and process your informations 
you know, differently, be very, very mindful of it. Be very intentional about how you're processing your, your emotions and how you're actually feeling and how try reacting in a different, in the way that you want to react as opposed to your natural reaction. Um, because that'll help you understand how your mind is shifting and how you're able to actually come from a different place. So for example, if you're in a place where you know you're about to have a difficult conversation with somebody and normally that conversation would turn into an argument, have that conversation and try for it to be more positive. Try to be more empathetic, compassionate, and kind. You know, ask that person their feelings, you know, instead of saying, no, you're wrong. I didn't do that. Or, or why do you feel like that? What's wrong with you? You know, those type of ways that we often naturally go to, but it's not natural at all. You know, try to ask questions such as, why do you feel this way? what what is it about the way i said it that has made you feel that way if i say it like this is that better um do you feel better if i reflect this way or do it take an extra second to think or you know what is actually going on with you that you're feeling like this um being overwhelmed why why are you overwhelmed how can i help you so step nine is honestly just to try it out and it's going to take practice to make perfect um, and even if it's not perfect, that's okay. But just practice, practice, practice. Be mindful, be intentional. And at some point, it'll just come naturally to you. Um, but you do always have to be mindful. You always have to reflect to was that way that you approached it positive? Was it not? Uh, and what can you do better next time? So always practice. And step 10 is my favorite. It is to be the most encouraging person in the room. So in any room that you're in, in any relationship you're in, always be the most encouraging person. Even if you feel that people are not being encouraging back to you, that's okay. You be encouraging to people. You be excited for people's endeavors. You like everything that people share. You always comment. You Make a point of reaching out to tell people congratulations or I love you or thank you or how are you or anything. Even if you start to feel that this is all one-sided and people are not coming back to you, that's okay. Continue to be the most encouraging person in the room because at some point you will be able to make an impact in somebody's life. You will be able to teach people something new. But not only that, but you become so much more positive in your own life. You know, you are in control of yourself. So when you're encouraging, when you're positive, it radiates. It radiates to everybody and you'll be so surprised who reaches out to you and who connects with you and who has said such beautiful things to you. You know, and I've had a lot of people reach out to me since launching this podcast. I've said, thank you so much for doing this. I just love that you're pursuing your passion and your purpose in life. And it's really encouraging to me to be able to think that I could also do that someday. And, you know, when you're the most encouraging person in the room, people around you will recognize that. And at some point you will realize the depth of the relationships you've made, but also how much you're impacting and inspiring people by just being encouraging. You know, we all can be encouraging and kind and so easy to do. Even if you don't want to go through shifting your mindset or anything like that, just be encouraging. Just always be encouraging. Don't, 
you know, we're always better as a society when we're all doing well. You know, there's always room for everybody to be successful in this world. So that's step 10. So, so there you go. So there's the, so there are the 10 steps to shifting your mindset to finding your purpose in life and getting you closer to that. And don't forget these 10 steps are not just one time things. You will have to repeat, reflect, learn, and apply. Repeat, reflect, learn, and apply. Repeat, reflect, learn, and apply. And remember that. Remember that you always have to try again, try again. And sometimes you will have a setback. You will have an argument where you just instinctively go back to the way you used to process information and react and all that. But reflect on it after the fact and go back to that person and apologize and then have a more positive conversation. Explain why you reacted the way you reacted, why you're feeling the way that you're feeling and ask them to also be able to come to you and you know explain why they reacted the way they did or feel the way that they did but at the end of the day you're only in control of yourself so you are the only person that should share and if people don't want to share with you or others don't want to share with you that's okay because this is only about you and only for you and people will be ready to share on their own time in their own journeys and so don't force it just be there to listen and always have the door open for people around you. And so I hope that these 10 steps gives you something tangible to work towards. And if you have any questions or you want more information, please reach out to me um, and let me know. And like I said, on my blog, I'm going to post not only my favorite um, podcasts, but my favorite tools. I have the journals already up there. I have the deck of cards for self-reflection up there as well. So I'll link all those again on my new blog post and uh, again, if you have any questions, let me know. So with that, thank you so much for listening to the end of this episode. I hope that you, the stories that we've shared and the story that I've shared today continue to inspire you to explore and get you on your journey to finding your purpose in life. And if you could share, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, as well as to all our social media accounts and to our podcast, that would be so appreciated. And to continue to help us grow uh, into building this community of like-minded and thoughtful people on their journey to their purpose in life. And actually, if you do go on this journey and applying these 10 steps, I would love to hear about it. So reach out, send me a note or share on your stories and take us at how did you learn to do that? Or you can email me at info at how did you learn to do that.com or you can contact me as well as on our contact form on our website. So I'm looking forward to hearing all your stories and seeing how you're applying and how this is really shifting your mindset and changing your life. So stay tuned for next week's episode on my top 15 books that have changed my life. And if, again, if you have any questions, reach out. And remember that when you invest in yourself, you have the ability to catalyze your life from ordinary to extraordinary and to live a life of purpose, of passion, and just of joy and happiness. All right. So we'll see you next week. Bye.